ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. Yep. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and this dude, JC. John Coleman, producer extraordinaire. Today, yeah. we get to talk about our favorite B word budgeting. Budgeting for loan officers. Okay. You ready for this? I am ready for this. Hey, um, you and I did not come up with this episode, so we are out to dedicate this episode to one of our loyal, faithful listeners. Amy Power. Amy Power hit us up on YouTube uh, saying, hey guys, love the show, but I am a loan officer and I would love to hear about budgeting specifically for a loan officer. Okay. Which... Be honest with you, that message went to Coleman. Coleman came to me. He's like, "Yo, what does this mean?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my goodness, we have not really—I haven't covered this in coaching in about two or three years with with uh, the loan officers that we coach here in the office." Okay. And it is something that should be talked about pretty consistently because we had Doctor Bruce in here, mm-hmm. right? And Doctor Bruce. Um, didn't get into this on our show too much, but if you follow some of the stuff that he does or if you follow his coaching system, he talks about being a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. So as a loan officer, you are a solopreneur. You're not an entrepreneur because usually you don't own the company that you work for. You don't own the shop. You don't own the branch. Mm -hmm. But you are typically 100% commission or the bulk of your income comes from some kind of a bonus or commission structure. You're a solopreneur. You work for yourself. It shouldn't matter that much the name on your business card as it does the name that was given to you at birth. Mm. It shouldn't matter to you as much the phone number given to you by your employer as it does your personal cell phone number. Mm. Every loan officer, if we're talking about budgeting, should budget about $36 for every three years to go to a website like GoDaddy and buy their own domain. Mm. I own DustinOwen.com. Now, I don't host DustinOwen.com. I take my Waterstone Mortgage company-issued website, and if you were to type in DustinOwen.com into your browser, it would redirect you to my company's website. But DustinOwen.com will follow me regardless if I were to work for Waterstone Mortgage or Guaranteed Rate Mortgage or Home Bank Mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So by the way, budgeting. Go ahead and budget for that. It's a whopping $12 a year. Budget. But no, Solarpreneur was, was, was what Bruce teaches and it's that you work for yourself. So when you're working for yourself, and thank you, Amy, for this suggestion, what are you doing? This is a hypothetical question, but what are you doing right now to invest in yourself, to invest in your business? Because when you sit down, the old rule of thumb, if you listen to some of the, the old school people, the, the Greg Frost of the world, the Todd Duncans of the world, um, if you listen to those people, they'll tell you. And even today, I'm sure if you're a student of the core or mortgage marketing animals or Xenix or uh, Dr. Bruce has 90 day sales. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're a student of those, they'll talk about investing at least 10% of your W-2 earnings in yourself. Invest back in yourself. Invest back in yourself. Yeah. What are you doing to invest in you and your business? Because when you're a loan officer, that is something you have to do. When I was a rookie loan officer, I was 25 or 26 years old, um, really didn't have any professional experience in the market that I was assigned to. Mm -hmm. I had grown up in Central Florida, but my professional experience was in Atlanta, Georgia, post-college, and West Palm Beach, Florida, post-college. And I become a loan officer. I'm 100% commissioned. I don't have a pot to pee in. I don't have a savings account. 
I don't have bank of mom and dad. Um, but I understood the concept because it was taught to me in training that I had to invest in my business. So mm -hmm. for me, it started as small as every 15th of the month, I gave myself $25 and that $25 was used to either take one realtor to lunch or two realtors to coffee. Gotcha. And then I'd have another $25 a month that was moved over on the 30th of the month. It was $50 a month. So if you're a rookie, you should be investing in your business, even if it's as minimal as $50 a month. Do you know why I picked 50 bucks a month? Because it was in your budget and you could spend that amount of money and still live your lifestyle. Because I figured $50 is something I could figure out how to find. Okay. I could flip up the seat cushions mm. and look for change. I could go in the ashtray of my Ford Explorer sport track and I could look, look at the change. Mm. Back then, terrible, disgusting, ugly habit. One of the coolest um, obstacles I've ever come in my life is I used to be a chewing tobacco user. I, I dipped. Mm -hmm. And that probably grows up, uh, grows up. That, that probably stems from growing up, going to the rodeo on Friday nights and playing baseball and admiring big, tough guys that chew tobacco. Yep, that was me, like a can a day. And um, at a can a day, if it was skull straight long cut, it was five bucks a can. Well, if it was Longhorn brand name, hmm. it was at three fifty a can. Well, a dollar fifty times seven days in a week, mm -hmm. can a day, that was ten dollars. So I figured out between the change in my cushion, between hmm. the change in the ashtray, and changing the brand of what I of my disgusting, terrible habit, I could come up with fifty dollars. For nice. some for some people, it's like, look, I'm gonna quit using Keurig. K cups mm -hmm. and actually go old school Publix brand ground coffee. How dare and, you? And make coffee in the morning. I know, right? right? I'm not gonna go to Starbucks. I'm gonna make I'm gonna do a curing. Like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna buy that candy bar. There's a e pretty easy mm -hmm. with 30 days in a month to find a way to shave roughly a dollar twenty-five out of your budget. So that's why it was Makes it was sense. fifty bucks. But you fast forward and and you're let's say you're year two and you're year three in the business and you're closing your four, five, six loans a month, and depending on your comp plan, you're making somewhere between seventy-two and hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars a year. You should be taking ten percent of that and investing back in yourself. Now, for some people, you may work for a smaller shop, you may not have as many resources, so you may have to actually invest in your own CRM. Mm -hmm. uh, other people, you'll work at a shop that they, they already provide you with a CRM. So you're going to have to kind of play with what you have. Maybe you work at a shop that pays high commission, but because it's high commission, you don't have the CRM. Maybe you're at a shop that has a lower commission, but with lower commission, yet you, you actually have access to a CRM. Gotcha. But let's think about what can that 10% go towards, right? And you're thinking whether it's $72,000 or $172,000 or $372,000, you should always be looking to improve because good enough never is, mm -hmm. for one. And secondly, you have to always stay ahead of the curve. What was good in 2020 will not be good in 2021. There are going to be changes. There's going to be market shifts. Yep. You have to be able to evolve and shift. And if you're not investing in yourself, you won't be able to evolve with the shift. So let's take 10%. And that is, um, for Amy, to write down 10%. Yep. But then now let's go ahead and whiteboard or brainstorm where that money would go. Gotcha. First and foremost, professional development, period, end of story. Yes, before client gifts. Hmm. Before client gifts. And I have a theory on client gifts. 
the gift you gave your client is you're a badass at what you do. You answered their, their phone calls in a timely manner. You returned their phone calls in a super timely manner. You closed their loan on time and you gave them fantastic advice where you helped that individual buy their home and get the right mortgage for them. That in itself was your gift. Mm. Okay, so before we go and um, buy Cutco knives for anybody and uh, before we go and, and send popcorn baskets or cookies, invest in yourself. And invest in yourself is what are you doing to get outside of your bubble? What are you doing to get outside of, of your market and network with other mortgage professionals, other people who do what you do? Now, I know we're living in a COVID world, but we're not going to be in this world forever, right? Eventually, Steve Jobs is going to come back from the dead and he's going to create a vaccine for us, right? I've been told that, right? I, I subscribed to Breitbart News. Oh, there you go. It was there, there you go. I was wondering where I yep. was wondering And if where. it wasn't on there, then I'm pretty sure I saw it on the scroll when I was watching um, uh, uh, MSNBC. One of the two. One of those two. Can you imagine if someone actually like, yeah, I read Breitbart and I watch MSNBC. Correct. They're both fantastic publications. Yes, sir. <laughs> but no, my, my advice would be, look, I, don't, I honestly don't care if it's a Stephen Marshall uh, uh, event, whether it's a Todd Duncan event. Um, whether it's a mortgage marketing animals event, whether it's your MBA's event, which hey, shameless plug, you're going to hear me talking a lot about the MBA, the Mortgage Bankers Association, both your local chapters, your state chapters, and the national um, in the coming weeks. So stay tuned if you're uh, an, a proponent of the MBA. But attend the event. Yes, they have great speakers. Yes, they sometimes have sponsors who, yes, are giving away free booze. And sometimes free booze comes with free food. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Sometimes you get to get on a plane, stay in a hotel. Maybe you sleep in. Maybe you work from your bed getting room service because you're hungover from the night before. Maybe you got to get away from those screaming kids and that god-awful husband of yours or that nagging wife. Like there are, There's definitely some motives, but really why you are why. The why behind there mm-hmm. is you are there to network with other professionals to get to know them, to get to be able to share war stories, to get to understand that you're not in this alone. Mm -hmm. And by the way, your market is not that unique. Your book of business is that that, that Mm -hmm. unique. That's one of my biggest pet peeves with LOs. Oh, you just don't know. My my, My market's different. My book of business is different. Bullshit. I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. Period. End of story. It's not. It could be Slightly different, but the bulk, the meat and the potatoes, the 80% is the same. I don't care if I'm in Spokane, Washington, I'm in Key West, I'm in Roanoke, Virginia, or I am in some random town, Choctaw, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Carrie Underwood is from. Something close to that, at least. I know she's from Oklahoma. Um, but your market, your clients, your realtors, your builders, your circle of influence is not drastically different. Okay. But you won't know that if you're not investing in yourself, you're not out there and you're attending the events. Now, hopefully when you're at the event, you're going to hear a panelist and you're going to hear speakers. You're going to take notes and you're going to walk away with one, two, maximum three takeaways, things that you want to try hard to implement into your business. Mm -hmm. And you only were able to do so if you're able to carve out enough money, 10% of your pay to pay for that plane ticket to, or that rental car to, to pay for that hotel, to pay the entry fee, um, 
and and some people to to maybe bribe their parents to watch their kids for them yeah. so they could get away for a couple nights, right? Yeah. So that that would be one way. Another way to invest in yourself is through coaching. Through I'm a I'm a fan of coaching in general. If you want to become healthier, hire a dietitian. If you want to become healthier, hire a personal trainer. If you want to become better at life, hire a life coach or go visit a counselor. Um, same thing goes in business. If you want to be better, get a coach, get an accountability partner, get someone who has achieved a level that is above where you have achieved that can pass that knowledge down to you so that you can get, as James Clear in Atomic Habits talks about, 1% better every day. Every day. Yeah, 1% better every single day. We're not trying to flip the script and do a 180. It's like, nope, if I can just get 1% better than I was yesterday, then I'm doing a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching it was, was, was number two. Attending events was, was number mm-hmm. one. And then other ways you can invest in yourself, obviously it's the, the paying for happy hours, the taking realtors to lunch, the um, – Coffee appointments, I guess. You talk sure. about lunch, lunch, coffee, but nonetheless, I think that's on you. That that is on you. But that, that that's that's how you budget, and and that that goes into your your personal budget. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's there's other concepts. I'm gonna totally swipe and adapt this from the course. So shout out to Rick Ruby and uh, JJ and Rita and the whole entire crew at at the the core training because they do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. They will teach you that you also tithe. 10%. I'm not an overly religious person, so I just call it give back to the less fortunate. Correct. 10% and to save 20%. Mm. So if I'm a loan officer, I'm a solopreneur and I'm running a business and I'm sitting down and I'm setting my my monthly budget, well, I, just like any other budgeting strategy, I first need to figure out where the hell my money is going, so I'm yeah. going to keep a diary of it. Mm. So I'm going to I'm going to keep a diary for 30 straight days. It's tedious, time-consuming, and it makes you want to vomit to write down where you spent your money, but I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna then figure out how much money I'm currently bringing in. Because if I'm not bringing enough money to cover that budget, I have an issue. Mm -hmm. I have to figure out where I can cut. But where I don't wanna cut is I don't wanna cut investing in myself, Mm -hmm. investing in my retirement. I probably don't wanna cut giving back to my community, honestly, if I don't have to, right? If, if, If I can sell that beach condo because it's a luxury item, and by selling that beach condo, I now can save for retirement, invest in my business, and give back to my community. Yeah. I promise you this from personal experience, investing back in my community, both with my money and my time, makes me so much of a better person. I become more productive at work. And when I'm, when I'm more productive at work, especially as a loan officer, what do you think I do? Spread the wealth. I make more money. Oh, yeah, yeah, that money thing. I make more money. Yeah, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm happy when I come into work and I'm proud of myself, that shines through when I talk to my clients. That makes me want to make the sales calls I need to make in order to go on the appointments I need to go on in order to elicit the leads I need to elicit in order to convert into a closing. Yeah. Closings end up being paychecks. Mm. So from personal experience, and if I if it meant I had to sell my beach condo or my lake house or my mountain my mountain cabin, um, my goal would be to get that luxury item back. back. Yeah. But I would get it back by making sure that when I'm following this budget, my budget includes saving 20% for retirement, 10% to the less fortunate, and 10% into myself, Hmm. knowing that especially 10% into myself and 10% uh, back to my community is going to give me what I need 
to increase my income to levels I've never seen before. No, that, that, those are great points. Now, now, what you mentioned are all things that you should spend your money on when it comes to like your business and improving your business. What are some things that you would say you shouldn't spend your money on that are some pitfalls that in the past people have invested on, whether it be mailers or some other kind of inefficient form of marketing to kind of benefit their book of business? What are some things people shouldn't? Whew, loaded question. You're teeing me up to hop on a soapbox and start preaching here. Um, I think mailers suck, period, end of story, aren't done. Like, um, disagree all you want. No, I don't like buying leads either. I don't, if your business, if your business is buying leads, bro, high five, I bet you dominate at it. Mm -hmm. Bet you dominate. Bank rate, Zillow, uh, lending tree. You have a whole system, a whole process. You're probably using Big Purple Dot, which, by the way, shout out to Big Purple Dot or even uh, Agent Legend. Great CRMs for drip campaigns to work leads that you purchased. Those systems will allow you to auto record your voice, lay in text, lay in emails, input a lead. Click go mm -hmm. and imagine like your voicemail was dropped. They like slide dialed someone for you. Then a text went out on your behalf. Then an email went out and you can set up a whole entire campaign that does this for nine, 10, 12 months. Yeah, that's what the guy did. That's why I invested all my money. You told me to invest myself and the guy told me it was a great idea. So I did it. And if that's what you're going to do, you need to go all in, like all in. That's most things in life, mm -hmm. right? If you want to be a good friend, go all in, be a great friend. Mm -hmm. You want to have a great relationship with your spouse, go all in. Don't half ass it. But we did a show, um, I think, a few weeks back where we talked about all the different channels of business. Mm -hmm. And just because there's seven channels doesn't mean you need to play in all seven. You need to find three. You need to dominate those three. So when I'm talking about buying leads is a waste of your money, that's because it's not a channel that, that I personally have found success in, nor do I know many people who have. And I know, like, first-name basis – probably met their spouse, 300 plus loan originators. So of 300, I could probably name two or three, mm -hmm. right? Andy Zeman in Charlottesville, Virginia, he does well purchasing leads. Okay. All right. Andy Zeman. I can't name anyone else. Like I cannot. So don't buy leads because with those leads also come the systems you need to work the leads. The I mean, Big Purple Dot's a great company, but it ain't free. Mm. Agent Legend, great software. It ain't free. Um, you know, Facebook ads aren't free. Yeah. So when I start thinking about the money I would spend, if I had $1,000 to spend on leads, mm -hmm. and by the way, I'm not a lead conversion company. I don't have a call center. I don't have dialers. I'm not paying college kids 12 bucks an hour to come in and make 100, 200 phone calls and I don't even know what a what a what a double tap dial is. Mm. Like if you don't know what a double tap dial is, you shouldn't be buying leads. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to tell you. Look it up. <laughs> but but for, if I was spending a thousand dollars, think about what you could do with a thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. I'm going to walk you through it. If the average lunch date was forty bucks, you go to nice lunches. Mm, that's not. I was about to say, damn, where are you going to lunch? Yeah. Okay. Cool. You you can go on. 20 lunches and still have $200 left over. If I did my math right, right? 10 mm -hmm. lunches, 10 lunches at 40 bucks a pop is $400. Mm -hmm. So 20 would be $800. Correct. I have $200 left. Four, what did I say that was? How many lunches? 20? 20? Yeah. Do you know how many work days are in most months? 
No. It's a trick question, JC. It's a trick question. <laughs> no, I don't. You're going to go on 20 lunch dates okay. over the course of one month. Okay. And those 20 lunch dates are going to cost you roughly $800 because they're $40 a piece, yeah. those lunch dates. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing like P.F. Chang's, Olive Garden, yeah. Applebee's. <laughs> we were just talking about Applebee's. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, personal story. He doesn't like it too personal, but uh, JC took his wife on their first date to Applebee's. Yeah, first um, and last. <laughs> first and last date or first and last time to Applebee's? First and last time to Applebee's. Oh, there goes that sponsorship. God damn it. Way to go, man. Sorry, man. Um, no, let's let's get out of this rabbit hole. <laughs> the answer, John, is 20. 20. 20. Roughly. Four weeks in most months. You could, that's what Monday, like. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is five days. Business that's days like, a week. Five times four is 20. That's every day. That's every, every freaking day I could get face-to-face, belly-to-belly with a referral source and spend only $800. Now, these are people who can refer me not just that day, but next week, the week after, and every GD week for as long as they're still in the business, I'm still in the business, and one of us hasn't died yet. Mm. These can be people that I'm taking out to lunch to say, thank you, I love being in business with you. It can be people that said, wow, I really enjoyed that first transaction. Mm. What's the likelihood of us working together? In the future, did you like how I operated? I loved how you operated. Or it could be someone that that you've never met before and you just say, thank you for meeting with me. Mm. Susie in your office has great things to say. I'm so happy she convinced you to want to meet with me. I enjoy working with her and I hope to work with you. Mm. You could do that 20 times, one day, every single day, and you have 200 bucks left over. I'm going to use that $200 because in this ep- in this in this scenario, we're talking about why spend $1,000 on lunches, and something else mm-hmm. versus buying leads. Yeah. I had 200 bucks. I love happy hours. Ooh, yeah. Now you're speaking my language. Mm-hmm. 200 bucks for a happy hour. I could invite a group of realtors. I could invite a group of past clients. Maybe I want to adopt a company. Maybe I want to adopt a firehouse. Maybe I want to adopt, like, not the restaurant, but an actual firehouse yeah. where firemen and women work. I want to adopt maybe my local police precinct. Maybe I want to adopt... Um, the teachers union, mm-hmm. maybe I live by a major airport on adopt TSA agents. Maybe I'm living in Atlanta, Georgia, the, the home of UPS, or I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, the home of FedEx. Maybe I want to adopt that company and I want to host a happy hour. Cause maybe I have five or six employees that work there that they're clients of mine. Mm. I want to invite them to that event, but I don't want someone coming for liability purposes and getting sloshed mm-hmm. on my dime. Correct. So I do something smart, and I get with the bartender a little bit early. I'm like, look, every person who comes, I'm going to give two poker chips or two drink tickets. Um, No one's allowed to order off the menu except for me, and I want a preset menu, and these are the appetizers I want you to bring out. Essentially, here's what you're doing. You're spending $200 on happy hour. Yeah. But you're spending $200 on a happy hour for people that are already in your circle of influence. They're already raving fans. They're people who are going to be your cheerleaders in the marketplace. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, that's how I'm using that money. Mm. I'm staying away from leads and the services that I need to lead generate unless that is my, my, my business. Like, that's what I do. Yeah. Like, there's something out there called Homes for Heroes. It's a program where lenders give a discount to people who are deemed heroes and realtors give a discount for people who are heroes. Who doesn't want to do loans for teachers and firefighters and mm. military, whether they're active or, or, or they're retired, um, and give them discounts? But... The way that system works, you're either all or you're nothing with it. Mm. So if if I'm reinvesting 10% of what I earn back into my business and I'm a Homestreet Heroes person, that's probably where I'm reinvesting. And I've gone all in with that program. Mm-hmm. I'm following that program 
I mean, from soup to nuts, A to Z, all the way through it. Um, so it's a good program. Just if you're going to do it, you go all, all in. in. Um, I'm not a lead purchaser because I don't think most of us in this industry can go all in. Mm. But that's where I'm spending my money first. Mm. And, and I mean, first and foremost. Now, yes, there's going to be things like note cards. Okay. Like, yes, if my company isn't a phenomenal company that offers me a media specialist, like a particular company I know does for their loan officers, I may go spend $3,500 to $5,500 of my own money to at least have some really solid professionally shot videos. I'm talking drones, multiple mm. cameras, editing, graphics, background music, if it's not too annoying, like the whole nine yards. Yeah. Um, that's, that's something that I would do, but I wouldn't do that until I reached a certain pinnacle. And to me, that pinnacle, you're going to ask a question. I'll shut up, let you ask me a question. <clears throat> no, so at that point, I think a lot of people would lead with that. They're like, ah, oh, I just got this business. Let me make a, a fancy video before you have any leads, before you have any clients, before you have any book of business. Most people are like, yeah, let me get this fancy Facebook. I got to get my Facebook page up. Look at my headshots. Look at all this cool stuff. Look at my Instagram page. Look at this video. Are you saying they shouldn't lead with that? They should wait till they... Um, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that because my girl Gwen Swain out of Boise, Idaho, crushes it yeah i mean mad crushes it an amazing originator amazing amazing uh business professional if i could just get her to fly her family to orlando to go to disney to have her on the podcast in fact gwen if you're listening yeah gwen gwen i'll buy your park tickets one day only yeah, I was about to for say. For just one, I, <laughs> I I'm not buying the week-long pop -pop, uh, 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 park hopper. I will pay for your ticket. She has, I think, two small kids. They might be too small right now. Okay. But when you guys are ready, the only thing I need in return is you need to spend one hour with me and JC in the office studio doing this. That sounds good. Okay? So I know Gwen personally and professionally. She did do that. Yeah. Um, would I suggest it? No. No, I, I wouldn't. Now, Gwen also did something else with that video and with Facebook. She hired a coach and took a course. Mm. So it wasn't just gotcha. dropping some money on a video. It was also hiring a coach and taking a course. Gotcha. Yep. Gwen Forsey, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, Gwen is, mm -hmm. is, is, is who she hired. Uh, I don't know her personally at all, but I do know the name. Uh, she does good work. Yeah. And uh, dollar cost average is pretty legit. What she does versus what she charges. Yeah. Uh, hey, Gwen, if you want a heads up, if you want a 20% pay increase, uh, just go ahead and rack, jack up your rates by about 20%. People will still pay for it, and you'll make more money. There you go. Um, that's also, by the way, when it comes to budgeting, full disclosure, whether it's personal or professional, it is way easier to budget when you make more money than you need. Right. Way, way. In fact, I, I've, I've actually used that on some of our episodes where I'm like, look, people talk about focus on saving. Focus on earning. Mm. equally if not more so equally if not my financial advisor shout out I mean, shout out no, all right, day, right? <laughs> shout out to caleb chapman um my financial advisor will will tell me though he's like you'd be amazed there are people out there that make really 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 good money mm. and they still don't have the wherewithal to properly save it not spend it uh and live within their means mm. i mean that biggie said it right more money more problems right yeah. i mean that's uh, was it Biggie that said that or Puffy? No, it was Biggie. It was Biggie, mm -hmm. but was that a duet? No, it was Puffy will take the credit for it, but it was Diddy. I mean, Diddy. Diddy. <laughs> Wait, is it Puff Daddy? Is it P. Diddy? I just call him Sean Combs because that's his government name. 
Yeah, well, and he's kind of irrelevant these days. Well, with his billion dollars. Yeah, correct. He's, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. But um, <laughs> no, so so back on, on the, the, the video you asked me, yeah. personally, no. Personally, I would wait. There's certain things I would wait to do. Hey, there's certain levels of coaching. Certain coaches don't want you until you've made it to a certain level. Like, hey, uh. show us that you can break out of the crowd then we can really take you to the next level. Mm. But if you can't show me that, if you can't be at least a above average producer, then maybe coaching isn't your thing. Hmm. That same thing goes for a lot of things you may want to invest in your business. You don't just wake up one day and be like, okay, I'm ready to start running TV advertisements mm. in order to obtain business. No, you start ground floor, gorilla, you work your way up. But if you're every year, taking 10% of your pay and reinvesting in your business. And every year you're going to these conferences and you're writing down one, two, three max true things. Cause people will go and write down 19 things. Yeah. They take notes all day. You can't implement 19 things. Mm -hmm. Find three maximum. If it's only one or two, find one or two, but whatever those one or two things are, own them, dominate them, do them until you get good, do them until they become a habit. And then the next year, when you go to that same conference, find one or two more mm. rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And, no time, you have gone from ground floor to now you have seven habits that are all business development, that are all all building your business, and your income has gone up probably two, three, or fourfold. So if your income goes from $75,000 a year to $375,000 a year, then what you invested in yourself goes from $7,500 mm -hmm. to $37,000. Damn, that sounds like a large increase. Yep, and if you heard the saying, it takes money to make money, it sure as shit does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But how do you get that first? You have to start somewhere. Yeah. So start there. Start there. That was awesome. Yeah. So I hope that Amy got out of this what she was hoping to. And Amy, if you didn't, like we say this on not every episode, but but quite a bit, doen at waterstonemortgage.com. <laughs> Like email me. Yeah. If you if you don't feel comfortable emailing me at Waterstone, hit me up on LinkedIn. Right? Dustin Owen. If you type in Dustin Owen, you'll you'll see that I'm on there. We're on Facebook. Yep. Right? How do you find us on Facebook? The Loan Officer Podcast. Instagram? Let me guess. The Loan Officer Podcast. And YouTube? I can't believe I'm saying this. The Loan Officer Podcast. Yep. So Amy, uh, totally appreciate the fact that you're tuning in and listening. Guys, if you like what you're hearing, please share it. Please let others know that this content is out there. We do it because it's fun. Yep. We True story. We do it because if it wasn't fun, we wouldn't be doing it. Correct. But we also do it because we want to give back. Yep. And if, if it's not being shared and it's not being listened to, then all we're doing is having fun. We'd rather have fun and help others. <laughs> so share it, like it, comment. If you want to hear a certain topic, do what Amy did. Hit us up. She did it through um, YouTube. YouTube. You can do it through LinkedIn, or you can email D. Owen at Waterstone Mortgage, Jay Coleman at Waterstone Mortgage, 407-645-6363. I'm D.O., he's J.C., and we're done. Peace. Peace.